for the past 15, 16 months. Preachers, including myself, have made much of the pervasive nature of the pandemic, using it often as a reference point in homilies or as a context for other challenges that come to us in life. Challenges about how our well-being is, how our peace of mind is too, and often perhaps as an example as well of how we as human beings and ourselves as Christians have been called upon to reach out to care for each other. The response of so many, both those in professional capacities and those as volunteers, has been astounding. And we thank them for that. This pandemic has caused a lot of pain, suffering, death, estrangement, and no end of anxiety. It has tested our patience, our faith, our capacity to pray, perhaps even our trust in an all-loving God. We who live in this part of our country are now beginning to see widespread examples of returning to normal. And even so, we question if that will ever truly be the case, and if there will be what we're calling a new normal. Sounds like an oxymoron to me. But surely we have learned many things that weren't part of the normal before, or that we took for granted. And yet we welcome many reliable and hopeful signs that a return to a normalcy of life is possible. And even as these signs and events unfold, there is a kind of ironic coincidence that in liturgical time, we speak of these weeks as ordinary time, as if celebrating the liturgy of the church or celebrating the astonishing providence of God, or celebrating the persistent call of Jesus to faithful discipleship are ever ordinary or normal. Perhaps the absence for many from communal liturgies has reminded us never again to take for granted how extraordinary it is to be able to gather to celebrate as a Eucharistic community. The scripture readings for today, indeed for any Sunday, are intended to remind us that we cannot be nonchalant believers, nor take for granted that we have ever arrived at sainthood or 
congratulate ourselves on figuring out once and for all what Jesus wants us to do and to be. Our friend Job is not unlike us in that he wondered through most of the narrative in the book of Job. He wondered whether God really cared about his distress, but he hung in there until finally God simply asks him, who do you think created the cosmos that surrounds you and protects you? God, of course, doesn't wait for an answer. But we know that Job began to see God in a new light. He began to see that ultimately everything was in God's hands. It was a hard lesson for Job. And it's a hard lesson for us. Of course, we don't want to rule the world. But we'd like a little bit of control in the corner of the world that's ours. Such faith in this large God didn't come easily to the disciples in the boat. Notice how they act in several different ways in this very short story today. First, they are concerned about Jesus, and so they take him in their boat away from the crowds. But when the boat begins to fill with water, pause. Did you ever think that your boat was filling with water and you didn't have a bucket or a life preserver or you didn't even have a cushion? And they thought that he could save them if they could wake him up, but he didn't seem to care. And they're not really confident that he could be of much help anyway. So their lack of faith, like Job, is not encouraging. And so Jesus challenges them. And when the waves subside, they are in awe. And they wonder, who is this person? I think that is, is like the fundamental question of the whole gospel. Who is this person? It was Job's question. It can be ours, most especially when the storms of life crash in and tend to swamp us. Being able to see God as entwined in our lives and not distant or uncaring is no easy task, even for the devout believer and the faithful disciple. Paul tells the Corinthians and us that the love of Christ impels us. You like that? I like that word. Impels us. Pushes us forward into new thinking and new actions. It can transform us. Paul wants us to know. No longer measuring by human standards. No longer meeting violence with more violence. 
no, or long, no longer meeting insult and injury with retaliation, no longer pushing people to the margins of society, no longer looking at life as we once did. To accept who God is in the message and the ministry of Christ is a radical worldview. Who indeed is this? When we sometimes think that we are more capable than we really are, or when we feel we are incapable to take on the storms of life, it is then Job, the disciples, Paul reminds us that God takes us by the hand and leads us to a new insight. That's what happened to Job and to the disciples in the book. Impelled by the love of Christ, we come to see our God in a new light. To see God as one who is with us in the midst of storms, a God who shares in our human vulnerability, a creator God who gives us the cosmos as our common home. As Paul reminds the Corinthians, the old things are away, put away, new things will be. Finally, notice in all of the stories in the gospel, and there are quite a number of them actually, that involve Jesus being in a boat. The boat never capsizes. It never goes down. So whether it's his boat or ours, it is God who is in charge of the wind. And that makes everything ordinary extraordinary.